0: Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell
1: and Natalie Mitchell.
0: So, Nat, who are we talking to and where are we going this week?
1: This week, we are honored and so excited to have two-time Olympian and World Championship silver medalist, Kara Goucher, on the show. Not only is Kara an amazing athlete, she is also one of the hosts of her podcast, The Clean Sport Collective, which you should definitely check out and subscribe to and hosts her own women's running retreats. Kara is an author, a champion of women's rights, and an incredible ambassador for our sport. Along with her list of impressive accolades, she's also kind and down-to-earth, and we had such a fun time chatting with her in this conversation.
0: We cover many topics, including the status of her knee and what that means for her running long-term, what it was like running her first 50K and standing on the podium, being a mom during this last crazy year, and so much more. Then we dive into the stunning beauty of Boulder, one of the most beautiful places for the world's best athletes to train and live. Kara gives us an incredible amount of information about Boulder, from where the best runs are to her favorite ice cream. You will not want to miss this awesome episode.
1: This week's episode is sponsored by two amazing brands, Inside Tracker and Rise Run Retreat. Let's talk about Inside Tracker. I love Inside Tracker because as an athlete that wants to perform at my very best, it's critical to know what's going on from the inside, and that's what Inside Tracker provides. They make it so easy you guys to just go and get a blood test, and then they put together a detailed analysis of exactly what's going on inside your body and what you need to do to improve. Many times, this is the missing piece of information that so many athletes need to enhance their performance. We take the time to train hard nearly every single day, so it's smart to uncover the details of your body's internal needs. Inside Tracker provides you with a concrete, science backed, trackable action plan for reaching your performance goals and being your healthy best. We're excited to partner with Inside Tracker, and for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering Sweet Run listeners 25% off the entire store. All you have to do is go to InsideTracker.com slash Sweet Run and get started on changing the way you see the inside of your body. We are excited to have Rise Run Retreat this week as a sponsor of the show. Rise Run Retreat is a women's running retreat that was founded in 2015 by Sarah Canny. Sarah is also our friend and was on episode two of the podcast, so make sure you go back and listen to her story. Rise Run Retreat helps women of all ages, abilities, and paces gain confidence, find strength, and make authentic connections through running. The wonderful thing is, is that you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. Rise Run Retreat is now a virtual experience. It's a three-day, live and interactive online version of their normal in-person events, and it's coming up, friends. February 19th through the 21st, registration is now open, and it's going to be fantastic. Sarah is such a wonderful host. She thinks of every single detail and leaves no stone unturned. In fact, she will even send to your house a huge, wonderful bag filled with every kind of swag you can think of from the running community, and you'll be able to just sit back and treat yourself and enjoy a really informative and wonderful weekend. There's going to be two amazing guest speakers, Dr. Stacy Sims, who's an expert in female athlete physiology and performance and author of the book, Roar along with functional nutritionist Aaron Holt, who will be talking all about gut health. And friends, I want to save you some money, so use the code SWEET10 to save 10% off of your registration. It's February 19th through the 21st. You will not want to miss this awesome event. And now, friends, please enjoy our conversation with Olympian Kara Goucher. So, you guys, it is such a treat to welcome two-time Olympian Kara Goucher to the Sweet Run Podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. Um, you guys have had some pretty incredible guests. Like, I
2: listen to Dina, and of course, I listen to Courtney Carter because she's a good friend of mine. So, I'm really excited and honored to be on.
1: Kara, will you tell us, I just read this post about your knee. So, will you tell us what's going on with that?
2: Yeah. So when I was training, you know, I'm, I i did not make the Olympic team in the marathon in 2016, I finished fourth. And of course, just the top three go. So I just shifted focus to, to making that track team. And I had done some plyos and sort of tweaked my knee and I was trying to run through it and it just wasn't working out. I got a cort- cortisone shot, but it just came to a point where it was like, I just couldn't train the way I needed to, to make an Olympic team. And so I had an MRI and found out I had um, torn my cartilage and torn my meniscus. So I went in to have it cleaned up. And when I woke up from my surgery, my my doc is actually a football doc. He's a CU football doc. And it looked like he had been crying. And he and Adam, like Adam held my hand. And they told me that I was missing about a quarter, uh, like a size of a quarter of cartilage in my left knee on the medial side and that i had a lot of bone damage and that there was a good possibility i wouldn't really get to run the way i wanted anymore and i was like in total denial i was just like what are you guys talking about like i literally was just running 115 miles a week i almost made our olympic team for a month 3 months ago or whatever like what do you you know i just I was actually remember being kind of angry. You know, I was like, I just I want to go home and heal my knee. And then I went in um, about a week later, I met with my doctor and had like a really big heart to heart on what that meant. Um, And essentially, he told me like, I needed to take the biggest break from running of my life to let that bone heal. Um, And then, you know, here were some options looking down the road, and they were all really big surgeries with like, taking cartilage, growing it, you know, like 18 month surgeries or having microfracture and seeing if that could help heal. But again, like being in a machine that was moving your leg. Um, And he was like, you know, or some people can get these joint fluid injections. So essentially just like putting some good juju and, you know, joint fluid in there and they can kind of manage it. And I was like, well, that's what I want to do. I don't want to, you know, like eventually down the road, I'll have to get a knee replacement, but I was like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. And so I focused on, I mean, had to take about five months off, which was really, really hard for me and hard on my son and hard on my husband. (laughs) Um, but then when I came back, I just focused really heavily on keeping my hips strong so that my knee wasn't taking the brunt of anything. And I was able to manage it for a long time. And then right around Christmas, I went out, um, And again, like I don't have any desire to race at an elite level anymore, but I still want to run a lot. And I still have like goals that I would like to achieve for myself. But I had gone out and done a a 13 mile run kind of hard. And my knee really blew up after that. And so I reached out to my doc and I was like, I just feel like something's wrong. And they were like, let's just do another MRI. Like maybe you tore your meniscus. But I knew in my gut that wasn't it. And so, yeah, we got the results of the MRI last week. Uh, or two weeks now. and um cartilage damages has doubled the 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 amount of space that's bone on bone has doubled. And then I've also lost a lot more cartilage behind my kneecap. Um, and so it's just it's disappointing, but like the good news was that the bone was totally healthy, even though it's bone on bone. Like obviously my hip exercises and everything I do is working. And so we drained it. It was really gross. We got a lot of fluid out of there and I had immediate relief. Like I almost just was like, I'm good. But then I got another um, joint injection, which I hadn't gotten in a couple of years. And so anyway, I'm just sort of in this uh, holding pattern that I'm trying to hold for, you know, potentially two decades if I can, where I don't, I just get my knee drained every few months. I get these joint injections every six months. And I just wanted to sort of share it with people because I think I have a lot of people talk to me and they're like, oh, well, you'll still run 225 and you'll, and I'm like, no. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay that I won't be who I was. Um, like I went through a period of depression to accept that, but I've accepted it and it doesn't make me less and it doesn't make my running less important. But so I just kind of wanted to share that with people because I figured there's other people whose bodies don't work the way they used to as well. And just to have them know, like, you're not alone. Like, this happens to a lot of us, but we can still find joy in what we still are able to do.
1: So many people appreciate you being transparent and kind of really walking them through your journey and what you've gone through. Um, So Kara, I wanted to ask you, is this something that they can go in and take care of surgically? No,
2: not at this point. Um, It's frustrating because you'd think by now there'd just be like a little fake cartilage pad that we could just slide in for people. I'm like, how do we not have that yet? Like we can cure so many things and do so many amazing things. But at this point in medicine, we can't do that yet. Um, There are some surgeries that actually that post uh, informed me about that I didn't even know were possibilities. So I'm going back to meet with my doctor um, to see if that would be a possibility, like taking cartilage from other parts in your body where it's non weight bearing, and then sliding them in there. Um, I didn't even know that was a possibility. So it has opened my eyes to perhaps like some other things, options I can like look into. Uh, But I do feel lucky that that was, I mean, that was five years ago now. And I have been able to manage it, you know, I ran a 50k, I've run a lot of trail stuff. And so I have been able to manage it. Um, And I'm just hoping to manage it for a lot longer.
0: Yeah, now you have a great perspective on things. So I'm curious to know, how long did it take you to come to that point of having this great perspective and what was that journey like?
2: Yeah, I mean that 5 months where I couldn't run, I felt really sorry for myself. Um you know, I'm watching the Olympics on the television. Actually I was watching them on my bike because I couldn't run. <laughs> so it was like I had a stationary bike outside my husband like had the computer running out there so I could bike and watch the Olympics and I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was like, there was some dark times in there where I felt, you know, like just normal reactions. Like this isn't fair. Why is this happening to me? I don't understand. And then even just like pleading, like, I just want to be able to run. Like if I can ever race again, I'll accept it. But I just want to be able to run and enjoy my life. And so there was definitely like baubles along the way where I struggled. And then when I was able to run you know, I, I couldn't do all the things that I used to do. It would just flare up my knee and then I'd have to have it drained and then give it an easy day or two or three or four. So learning to manage that new, um, that new life was tough. So it was a good year, year and a half before I was like, okay, am I going to like, if I'm going to feel sorry for myself and constantly compare myself to the past, then I should just be done. I should just find something new, but Or I can like accept where I am and enjoy my life again. And so I just kind of got to this breaking point of like, I don't want to be done. I still have things I want to do. I still enjoy the process of training for something. I still enjoy going out and hammering a long run. You know, I enjoy all that stuff still. So I have to put this aside and focus on what I can do and let go of what it is that I think I should have done. And so it was a good year and a half before I got there.
0: Given the gravity of what you've had to go through and where you started and where you are now, uh, that is more than a fair amount of time to process all that while healing your body, healing your heart and your mind as well.
1: Totally. I understand. I mean, I would feel the same way. It's like I'm not ready to be done yet. Maybe it'll look a little differently, but i'm not ready for that one thing is that i was so excited to see you run that 50k and see what was gonna happen and how um i mean you (laughs) crushed it you were on the podium at the 50k i want to hear all about it tell us a little bit about the 50k what was the training like and all the details
2: yeah, so it was funny, I, I had wanted to run a marathon on my own terms. And I wanted to run the Houston Marathon. And I thought I could run 235 if I had like a good day. And my coach was there. And we were really excited. And it was just sort of our thing, my husband and coach and I, um, and I ended up having to drop out, I had this hamstring issue pop up, I think it was a really chilly day that would have been in 2019. And I, I just should have worn, I should have worn tight, like I just should have. Um, so, anyway, after that, you know, I met with my coach and he was like, you know, you're really running into shape there. I think that if you really focus on something for late summer or fall, you could break 230. And I just, that made me feel like, nah, <laughs> I was like, there's more out there. I was ready to try something new. And so, it, I knew in my gut, I wanted to be able to say that I was an ultra marathoner. Um, But I was nervous to just do that. So I decided to run the Leadville Marathon first, which was the worst experience of my life I've ever had running wise, but also the best in this really weird way. And then once I survived that kind of and like, you know, realized that I was still alive after that experience, I really had my heart set on running a 50K. And so, yeah, I just decided to do the North Face 50K. I'd heard really good things about it. And I really, you know, I had gone into Leadville thinking that maybe I could run well. Um, and for North Face, I put all co- competitive things aside. It really became just a, a goal for myself to finish this distance and to finish it feeling good. And that's how I ran it. You know, I ran with my friend Chris McClung and, you know, the women took off and we, I was like, we're not going with them. We're doing our own thing. And it was just this amazing, awesome experience about like pushing myself beyond where I had been. And it wasn't until we ran, we had like two miles to go on the San Francisco bridge when I got competitive because at the last aid station, someone told me I was in third. And then we got on the bridge and I look over my shoulder and I see a female. And I didn't know that like all of these races were bleeding in together. So like the um 50 miler and the half marathon all these different races were bleeding in together so the woman i saw wasn't even in my race but at that point like the competitive instinct kicked in i ran like a 630 mile across the bridge i was like i'm not getting knocked off this podium now and it, it turns out it wasn't even someone in my category um but that was the only time i ever worried about it was at the very end and it was just an awesome experience I man you know like we set goals for ourselves whether it's a time goal or a distance goal and I always just wanted to try an ultra marathon and I got to finally say like, I'm an ultra
1: marathoner. I did it. So it was really fun. You did such an amazing job. Do you see yourself going further into that world and having more ultra marathons under your belt at some point?
2: Yeah, you know, I'll see how my knee rebounds, but I do, I really would love to run a 50-miler. I feel like that is the farthest that I want to go, but I'm interested in, like, managing it upstairs and making that. Um, My goal for this year, actually, was to run a fast mile. Um, My goal was to run the Fifth Avenue mile, and just the, the year turned out totally differently, and then I actually kind of fell out of shape. I mean, I run every day, but I fell out of shape a little bit, like, just with nothing on the calendar. And then I lost my grandfather this fall. And so heading into this year, um, the 50 miler is definitely not going to happen this year, but I still have like my, I still kind of want to run this fast mile for myself. <laughs> so I'm kind of all over the place, you know, like I love all sorts of racing. I loved the marathon so much and still do, but I also loved running the mile. I, I ran the mile at Milrose twice and I love that kind of stuff. So I'm not looking to race at that level, but I kind of want to do some speed work and just find my, find my speed a little bit.
1: You're just this athlete that seems to balance and adapt to everything. Oh, I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. I think, it, I think it's fun to set goals for yourself. You know, like I just can't imagine not having like a plan. I kind of floated along this year, just running and it was fine and it was great. And it got me through some tough times, but I like having like a focus and it could be as simple as like i want to get up to a 26 mile run or it could be a, i want to break 5 minutes in the mile or anything in between right but it's just like i like building towards something i just that's just the way i'm wired
1: well considering what's going on with your knee what does a typical week look like for you training wise
2: yeah well before i had the drain and the injection i was just running about 60 miles a week i was doing um a little workout with a friend on Tuesdays, we do like, we we kind of go between doing hill repeats and then doing like a short track session and then doing a fartlek session. And then on Thursday or Friday, I would do something on my own. Um, sometimes I go to, I mean, I just am kind of all over the place. Sometimes I'll go to the track. Sometimes I'll do long reps out on the dirt roads. And then I like to do, I do like to do a long run, although my long runs used to be a lot longer. I've kind of just been tapping out at 13, 14. I did a couple 15 milers this summer, but, um, but I was just really focused. Like I want to get a little speed back. So I still have a structured week. And that's, what's funny is this fall, I kind of let all structure fall apart. And my husband was like, I don't really care if you race or anything. I actually don't think you should, you know, try to find a race. We don't know what the future looks like, but you need structure, <laughs> he's like, you're just going out and running like 30 to 75 minutes a day. And that's fine. But you're happier when you're like, guess what I did today? I went and did quarters or whatever it is. And so I don't have a coach anymore. I'm still really close with Heather and Mark. But I just, you know, I just kind of do my own thing.
1: That sounds like a good plan. Okay, so your son Colt and our daughter Megan are the same age. They're both 10. So is he, is Colt in fifth grade or fourth grade? He's in fourth grade. Is she a, she's a fifth grader? No, she's in, no, yeah, she's a fifth (laughs) grader. (laughs) I had to think about that for a minute. Oh my gosh. Yes, she's a fifth grader. How are you guys dealing with Zoom and school and all of that? So we're actually back
2: in person as of the new year. Um, The Zoom was hard. It was really challenging. And I mean, I I don't want to give our kids credit, like Colt, at least like he was showing up every day and trying and really paying attention. But it's just tough. It's not the same. Right. And he has some learning challenges that are exasperated by by the by the online situation. And so, you know, his school decided to go back. Um, They went back for four weeks this fall on the very first day he was exposed to covid. And so his class had to quarantine. So he only ended up going to school 10 times. And then now they're back in person Tuesday through Friday. Monday is is online. Um, It's been tough, but I will say like, I've been been impressed by learning how my, first of all, just like how hard he works. I didn't, I mean, I just didn't know, right? I, I used to volunteer, but his teacher last year didn't need volunteers. So, and then also seeing the way he learns, like he has dyslexia. And learning that with him, I feel like it's been a blessing in disguise because I didn't totally understand it before. And now I feel like more connected to him and his learning process. So um, it's, it certainly has had its challenges, but he's fortunate to be back in class
1: right now. I know we have had our challenges. We're back <laughs> a couple days a week and it really, it really does test you as a parent. Um, But at the same time, I will echo what you said, like, I'm starting to really like see the way that my kids learn and be with them more than I've ever been before. And it's like, I really do find that to be a blessing. Like, I'm like, this time with you, we would have not had otherwise. Totally. Totally. I mean, that's how I feel too. Like, there
2: were definitely days where I was like pulling out my hair, where I was like trying to meet deadlines for other projects I have. Plus sitting with him all day. Plus, you know, I felt like I'm going to go insane. But always at night, I felt like this is this is actually a blessing. This is time at like a crucial time in his life that I would never have with him. And when he went back in January, we were both a little sad. And I hoped that he would have a good day. But then he came out and was like, so happy and so just energized by being with other kids. And so it was fine. But yeah,
1: it's been good. I just wanted to also say how sorry we are about your grandfather. I mean the New York Times did that incredible piece on your grandfather and your relationship and how much he was such a supporter of your career. What a beautiful tribute.
2: Thank you. I you know, it was that was a really rough time and it continues to be hard, but I I just he would be blown away by how many people have cared. Um, is very humble human and even my grandma, my grandma is still alive and she can't believe that so many people care. Um, and that has meant a lot to all of us. And so I really appreciate that. And yeah, life's tough. And, um, he was obviously elderly. He was 90, he turned 96 about a week before he died. And so, um, you know, our, our fear was that he would get it because we knew that that would take his life. And that's what happened. And it's, it's very unfortunate. And it's been hard. But I feel so lucky to have had him for my entire life, 42 years of my life. And he was just always a rock in my life. And, you know, my my dad died when I was little. And I believe that sometimes through like great tragedy, these beautiful things happen. And I wouldn't, I'm so close to my grandparents, and I would not have known them. In that way, if my father hadn't passed. And so, even though obviously I wish my dad was alive, I feel really lucky to have gotten to know them so well and not just see them as like, oh, the older people, you know, like I just love them and appreciate them so much. So, I do feel lucky for all the time I had.
1: Before we explore the details of running and living in Boulder with Kara, we wanted to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, Rise Run Retreat. Five years ago, I traveled across the country to Vermont during peak fall foliage to attend what was then our friend Sarah Canney's second annual running retreat. It was a fantastic experience, and as a mom with three kids, I was able to truly get away and immerse myself in a weekend hanging out with runner girlfriends, relaxing, noshing on incredible healthy food, listening to informative speakers, and of course, running in a beautiful location. Oh, and also, the swag bag was incredible. I know it's hard right now. We don't have a lot of in-person events happening, but Sarah has thought of a solution. Rise Run Retreat is now a virtual experience, and it's happening February 19th through the 21st with special speakers, Dr. Stacey Sims and Aaron Holt. Don't miss this opportunity. Go and sign up and save 10% with the code Sweet. 10. And now let's get back to our conversation with Kara Goucher. Would you tell us, Kara, where is your favorite place or places to run? If we're coming to Boulder, where should we go? So I am, um, I love the dirt roads. That is my
2: happy place. Like I can run on dirt roads for hours and hours and hours. So I love all of the the roads on in North Boulder. There's a couple places to park. There's a, there's a, uh, parking lot off Neva Road, and there's a parking lot at Coot Lake. And from there, you can do anything from five mile runs to 35 mile runs all on dirt roads. So that's really my favorite place to run. I am like, if, there, if dirt road running was in the Olympics, I would still be in the game, I think. Um, but if you like trails, my favorite trail run is actually from my house. There's a trail It's a big loop. You go up Sunshine Canyon, up Lion's Lair, and there is a tag at the top for Sinitus. And so there's different tags in Boulder. Like you can run these different mountain runs and there's actually like a tag that you hit with your hand. And there's a tag at the top of Sanitas and then you can come run down the valley trail. And I would really like anyone that's coming to Boulder that wants to tag a mountain, um, it's a really runnable mountain run. Some, you know, I am not good at technical trails. So if you want a trail that you can really run the whole way, it's, it's challenging and it's beautiful, but you can run it. I would say do Lions Lair up to Sanitas. It's just a gorgeous run and beautiful.
0: Now, are these relatively close to town or do you find yourself having to drive out a little bit?
2: Yeah. So this the Lion's Lair Sanitas run is, it's in Boulder. Um, it's at the, you know, Boulder is nestled against the foothills. So that's basically where it is. So you can pretty much jog there from anywhere in town. You can get there running up the Creek path or um, from any of the major hotels or anything, um, or you can drive and park. There's a parking lot, both at Sanitas and at Sunshine Canyon. Um, for the dirt roads, you'll, you'll have to drive out there. You'll have to drive. Yeah, they're a little outside of town. Not far, though. 10, 15 minutes
1: max.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So
1: now, Kara, you know runners. We love to fill our stomachs with great food. And I know they must have a lot of great places in Boulder. So where are some of your favorite places?
2: Well, I I'm a brunch person. I like my favorite thing is to go run long and hard and then go out to brunch. (laughs) So there's a lot of great brunch places here. Um, The Buff is a really famous brunch place here. Um, Also the Walnut Cafe. It has a lot of runners. If you're like wanting to see runners, you'll see a lot of the famous runners at the Walnut Cafe and um, the Village, which was I don't know if you guys have read Running with the Buffaloes, but the Village is a really famous coffee shop. Um, made famous in the running world from that book. And so that's like a, that's a great place to go to.
0: Nice. Now, what are some of your favorites on the menu at any of those?
2: I am a total like eggs person. So I like all the omelets, all the scrambles. Um, the Walnut Cafe has so many great egg dishes. So does the buff. The Village is more, you know, greasy spoons. So if you're going there, you're really going to, you're having those cakes and those hash browns. Like that's really why you're going there.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Now, what about like places like, you know, for dinner or maybe getting a drink or something like that? Do you um, recommend places for that? Yeah. So right
2: outside of Boulder is Avery Brewing and it's beautiful out there. You can get food and beer and actually right across from Avery Brewing is another great place to run. It's called Twin Lakes. And you can run around these lakes, and then it also connects to this really long trail called the Lobo Trail. So sometimes people will run out there, and then they'll just walk over to AB Brewing and have a beer. So that's, like, a great place to go. Um, the CU men's team, old men's team, they love to go to Southern Sun in South Boulder. And they like to have burgers and beer there. Um, I, it's, it's great, but I, if that is, like, their place. Um, if you're not a beer person and you were willing to drive a little bit, there's a place called STEM where they do hard cider and the views from that place are crazy amazing. And the food is really good too. And then just like normal restaurants, Oak is really great. It's like a smoke house down on Pearl street. Um, Frosca is, uh, owned by Bobby Stuckey, a, a big runner in town. It's a very fancy restaurant, but really good. And a couple fun places too, um, there's a restaurant called Flagstaff House, which is you drive up Flagstaff um, Mountain Road, and then it overlooks Boulder. So you can eat and watch the sun go down. It's really beautiful. And then another really fun place is uh, some people know that you can go, there's this little town above Boulder called Gold Hill, and you can run the road there. It's a really, really hard run. The elevation is really hard and the terrain is really hard. But there's a little inn up there, and they have a restaurant. And my mother-in-law is actually the one that got me to go there the first time. But they have really good food, and they always have live music. And it's just in this little tiny town above Boulder. Um, So that's another fun place if you're looking for something different.
1: (laughs) We are going to put all of these recommendations that Kara has given us in the show notes. Can we come and run with you, Kara? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. I love running with people like that
2: makes me so happy. So, yes.
0: And speaking of a happy place, I'm a big fan of dessert. So uh, not that anyone else here isn't, but what are some unique things or just good things we should pick up for dessert around town?
2: You know, there's I don't know if you like ice cream, there's sweet cow ice cream, which is really good. It's like just super thick like real ice cream. Like none of this, like, you know, light stuff. It's like the real deal. Um, we There's a couple different locations and we live just about a mile from one of them and we'll ride our bikes over in the summer. And so, yeah, you got to go to Sweet Cow Ice Cream. It's really good. And it's like local. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's the name of the game. I love all the local places.
1: <laughs> yeah. You'll have to go there. So Kara, what about when people come to Boulder, where is a quaint place to stay? I mean, I know people can probably rent an Airbnb, but is there a little hotel or inn that you particularly like? Yeah,
2: there's there's a lot of great hotels. I think um, if you're looking for like a kind of a fancier hotel, you can stay at the St. Julian, which has unbelievable views of the Flatirons, and it's right across the street from the Creek Pass, so you can easily hop on there and like run down to this U track or run up into the mountains. Um, but off on Pearl street is the Boulder auto, which is a cool hotel. It has a ton of history. And so it's broken into two parts and part of it is like this historical hotel and all the rooms are still like older and really cool and unique. And then on the newer side, they've redone it. And, um, it's just fun. Cause you're actually on Pearl street, which is like the shopping mall restaurant area and it's really close to running to everything as well. So those are two places I would recommend people check out because they're both really unique and cool.
0: Right, so you can run right out the door, come yeah. on back and change up and get all this good food.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, without ever needing a car, it's pretty great.
0: Yeah, That that's huge. Uh, you mentioned historical in terms of the hotel, but are there any sites, monuments, or anything we have to see when coming to Boulder that's like part of the history of the city.
2: Yeah, I, like I said, I think you should check out Gold Hill, um, this little tiny town. It's like you in Boulder, you go up. Basically, you go up Mapleton and it turns into Sunshine Canyon. You just keep going, 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 going for 20, 25 minutes. And you end up in this little tiny town. Um, you should run up there. You should go to dinner at the Gold Hill Inn. And then also, if you're a runner, you got to go run Magnolia. I mean, like, you just have to run Magnolia Road. It was also made famous in that book, Running with the Buffaloes, but it's, you know, the entire run's above 8,000 feet. It's really challenging. Um, there's there's so many runners up there every day, but especially on the weekends. And uh, I know the locals <laughs> would probably be annoyed that I said that, but you do need to go run there and test yourself on that.
0: And at 8,000 feet, I think we're going to take a day or two Coming from sea level, before we start <laughs> trekking out, uh, at least I know yeah, I should. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's really fun though. Like, so if you go up, most people park around the five mile mark. Um, there's little markers where the where the paved road turns to dirt, and um, that's a good place to start because it's all downhill. But then remember, when you when you turn around and come back, it's all
1: uphill to get to your car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. Okay. We're going to have to like ease into high altitude training. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's talk about races. I know there's so many great races. Um, but Kara, what are your favorite races in Boulder? I mean, just being in Boulder, the Boulder Boulder
2: 10k is the ultimate. It's funny. Cause I lived here for eight years. I went to school here and stayed And then I moved away and then I moved back and I had never done Boulder, Boulder until Colt asked to do it. And Adam and I were like, no, that's way too far for you. It's 10,000 meters like on the roads. And he kept begging and begging. And he was in. um, He must have been in first grade. No, no, no. Yeah. Because he ran it in first grade, second grade. And last year it was canceled. Um, And so we said, It's going to be hard. You're going to get tired. You're going to have to walk a lot, but you can do it as long as you don't complain. And he didn't. And it was super hard, but he did it. And we had so much fun. I mean, like we had so much fun. And so then we did it again the next year as a family. And as soon as it's back on, we'll do it again. So I do think people should do the Boulder Boulder. I know it's big, but it's so fun. There's all these waves and you run through, you're running through neighborhoods the whole time. And there's like slip and slide set up and people are giving you whipped cream if you want it. And there's a Dorito man. There's just like all these fun things happening. And it's really, really fun. And you see so many families. And obviously, if you're there to race, they put you in a fast, a fast wave. But it's super family friendly. So I really would recommend anyone doing it. It's really fun.
1: Okay, we're definitely going to bring our kids and do it. First of all, our kids love mountain towns. Like our son is already like, I'm going to buy a piece of land. I want to build a cabin in a mountain town. I mean, they're really into it. They love to fish and hike and explore. So this is right up their alley. All right, we're going to bring our kids and we're going to do it. Yeah, you should definitely do it. And then there's other little races throughout the year.
2: Like there's the Pearl Street Mile, which is really fun. And they have a kids, you know, a a totally separate kids race. Um, But Boulder Boulder is really like, The big one and it's worth doing. It's really fun.
1: And it's Memorial Day weekend, right?
2: Yeah, it's on Memorial Day and then it finishes in the stadium. And then they have this crazy show. Like people parachute in. Um, that's what's so cool about it is that you run it with your family, you finish in the stadium, they give you like a little lunch bag full of food, you go sit in the stadium, they have parachute people in. you know, you, you, they honor the veterans and then the, the like most elite of the league race happens. And so you get to see them like start and finish in the stadium and you get to watch these Olympic athletes, like really amazing athletes finish. Colt was really lucky one year he got to hold the finish line tape. And so, It's really cool. It's like, it really brings the community together. And then, I mean, any elite athlete that's ever run it is like, that was so fun because they're coming to the stadium filled with people who just ran the same race, you know? And so everyone's just super excited.
1: Okay. I have to ask, does Colt realize how amazing his parents are? I mean, really? (laughs) He would probably roll (laughs) his eyes
2: at you like, you know, like he's so funny. Like if you I I love following your family because your kids love to run with you. Cole will do it, but it has to always be his idea. You know, like he watched a movie on Billy Mills and then he was like, all right, I want to run a mile before school. Um, but like if I suggested let's run a mile before school, it would be like, man, no way. So he it's funny because he he likes it, but it has to be his idea. Of course. Yes,
1: Always. Well, I was going to ask about running stores. Everybody always wants to know where they can go to get their gear. So what do you recommend? Uh, Well, obviously, the Boulder Running Company
2: is here and it has been sold. It's not like owned by the original owners, but it's still an awesome space and it still has, you know, really knowledgeable people in there. Um, Mark Platchy actually opened up another running shop called In Motion Running. And so that's another great one to go to as well. And then in South Boulder, there's I think it's a running roost. And I really like that one too, because they have a lot of cool running events. In fact, the first trail run I ever went on, I went to a meetup there and we went for a trail run from there. So there's three main stores and they all are different, but they're all really cool. Like you should stop in all of them and I guarantee you'll see someone like famous in all three of them.
0: Ah, that's really fun. And I, I have to say, as we talk to more and more people, as individualistic in terms of the performance that running is as a sport, it's always about the community. You know, yeah. uh, whether like you were saying, hey, I go to a meetup at a store or, oh, my gosh, being out with all the people on race day and or just running through a part of town and I'm gonna see these people. It's, it's so funny how it's such an individual sport, but it's all about the community, which I just think is so great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what is your favorite part or what do you love most about living in Boulder? You know, I grew up in northern Minnesota, and
2: I love that it felt like a small town, but it felt like there was a big sense of community. And also, believe it or not, I love that people were always outside. Um, like in Minnesota, we just change with the seasons, you know, like it, it snows. We don't stop. Now we put on our ice skates and our skis. And so that's what I love about Boulder. It's so accessible to be outdoors. Um, yeah, we get snowstorms, but it's gone within a day. And I just love it. Like we walk my son to school every day. We can bike to the grocery store. I mean, obviously I have a car and I drive, but like I like how outdoorsy it is and how close everything is. Um, And also I love the community here. Like I went to college here. um, Then I came back as a professional and now I'm just like a mom runner. But I feel really embraced by the community. Like I can go to the grocery store. There's always someone that wants to chat about something on Facebook or something. Uh, but I love that. Like, I love that. I feel like it's it's kind of a small town and people do look out for each other. And even though there's so many amazing professional athletes here, everyone's really
1: friendly. And I like that. That's awesome. Uh, well, Kara, we always ask our guests one last question at the very end of our chat. Two. Two?
0: Yes. One of those is... Because you mentioned about being able to move with the seasons. So what is your favorite season in Boulder? And what do you enjoy about it the most?
2: My favorite season is fall. Um, I think it's because it's always been fall no matter where I live. And I think it's because I love cross-country season. I love like the crisp weather. It feels like opportunity. Um, I just love fall. But I also think that fall in Boulder and in Colorado is just gorgeous. Like, I grew up in the Midwest where we have these really bright falls with red leaves and all these different colors and when I first moved out here everyone kept saying wait till you see the aspens change and I was like, well, how pretty could that be? You know, it's just going to go from green to yellow. Um, but it's actually breathtaking. It is so beautiful. And if you're here in the fall, you should really drive up. You should go to towards Vail or Steamboat and really see the layers of the aspen trees change, but yeah, I'm definitely a fall. I love the fall, the fall girl. I started dreaming big in the fall. And so that's my, that's my time of year.
1: We've talked to so many runners now and everyone is saying that pretty much fall is their favorite season. So yeah, it's. I wonder if it's
2: because so many of us ran when we were younger and that's like the beginning of the school year. You know, it's like sort of the fresh beginning so but yeah it's also just great running weather right like the summer is great because you're out and you're tan and it's great but like the fall is like you know a 20 mile run you're not losing eight pounds of body weight from sweat right it's just a very different feeling
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know it's it's a beautiful time of the year all right Kara so we want to ask you one last question if you could run anywhere in the world where would it be and why
2: oh gosh I even I've even listened to your podcast so I knew you were gonna ask me this um you know I miss I don't know I I think I would maybe go back to someplace where I've been like I used to train in San Moritz when I was a track athlete and the trails there are just amazing and stunning and Adam and I have often talked about going back, taking Colt there, and just staying for a week and running around the lake and hiking in the mountains. So, um, and that was the place where my dad took my mom for their honeymoon. And so, I've always just felt really connected there. So, I'd probably go back to to San Moritz.
1: I know there's so many places in Europe that I want to explore, and so many people have told us about that place. So, it is definitely on our list.
2: Yeah, it's just like another running Mecca, you know, with people running and and people getting it. You know, they give you that nod because they get it. <laughs> they understand why you have to be out there running in the morning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to go like this time of the year, like in the winter and, and, and like go cross country skiing or snowshoeing. Oh, I can imagine it's beautiful. Um, doing that too this time of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love cross country skiing. I grew up cross country skiing and Yeah, I've never been there in the winter. That's the thing, right? So it'd be fun to experience it at a different point in my life and a different time of the year.
1: Yeah, it would be beautiful. Kara, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. You guys spread positivity. I love following
2: you on Instagram and seeing you come back from your surgery and your awesome family. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So tell us, where can everybody find you and all the wonderful things that you're doing?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty active on social media. I'm just Kara Goucher on Instagram and Twitter, and I have a a page on Facebook as well. And I do have a website, but it's not worth going to unless I've announced that registration is open or something, because I really don't update it much anymore. Um, And if I do write a blog, I'll tell you on social, so you can find it that way as well. So really just following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook is the best way.
1: Kara Goucher, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you very, very much.
2: Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye.
0: A huge thank you to Kara for coming on the show. We first met Kara at an Olympic trials party in 2016. And you guys, she is just as kind and genuine in person as she was on the show today. Go follow Kara on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Kara Goucher so you can stay up to date on where she is running. Also, subscribe to her podcast, Clean Sport Collective.
1: Thank you to our sponsors, Inside Tracker and Rise Run Retreat. For Inside Tracker, we have a discount code to save 25% off their entire store. We'll put the link in the show notes. So go get your blood taken and start using Inside Tracker today to become a better person and a better athlete because change is an inside job. For Rise Run Retreat, ladies, treat yourself. You deserve a great weekend filled with connection with other women that love running just as much as you do. The weekend is coming up February 19th through the 21st. Use the code SWEET10 to take 10% off your registration.
0: Follow us, Nat and Gerald, on social media at SWEETRUN, NatRUNSFAR, and SWEETRUN.com. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts so that others can find the show
1: join us next week as we chat with another awesome runner in a great location we'll see you then
0: we will see you then